Tamika, thank you guys for yet another episode with us. And um, if you have not heard, we done hit a thousand. Yes, we have a thousand downloads. Like we cannot thank you guys enough. Our TWT, that's what we calling y'all. Our TWT family, we love you guys. We honor you guys. We appreciate you guys. Um, every episode we have you guys in mind. So we want you guys to remember, you could email us at Tuesdaywithtamika at gmail.com. We do this because we have a passion to, to truly lift as we climb. We live, a, uh, we have a desire to live a life to inspire and not impress. Um, today is like a special edition. We just had father's day last week and we love fathers like we absolutely yes we adore fathers um we feel that fathers don't get the recognition that they need you know um there's for mother's day we do a real big and we let and mamas is important too trust and believe but fathers they don't get the recognition it's usually dad and grads you know they they don't even get their own holiday they gotta celebrate with the graduation people yeah. <laughs> you know so we just wanted to take a take the time to really celebrate fathers um and we're not fathers clearly amen we were born amen you know and we believe that people are, i'm not gonna get into that but um <laughs> so we don't have a quote but we just want to wish all the fathers out there like a very very happy Father's Day. And as you guys notice, we've kind of moved into more of an interview format. So we have an amazing, amazing, amazing father that we are going to interview today. And with our corny way that we always say, he's near and dear to our hearts. <laughs> and, um, he doesn't even like for us to say this, but he is the man behind the production of Tuesday with Tamika. Yeah, we are like so so grateful. So this is a special Father's Day edition, um, and we want to just bring in P. Tell them who we got. A. Hey, tell them who we got. But this person, he's someone that is like we always corny corny say dear, near and dear to our hearts. He is our first uh, born brother, and he's our He's just a joy. He's so sweet and awesome. And he's such an awesome father. And so we we just want to take the time and highlight this wonderful black man in our lives, this wonderful father. So come on in, jump in, Micah J. Hey, how's it going? How's it going, guys? I wish I, I knew how to like DJ or something like that. <laughs> Hey, Mike, yeah, just go ahead and put a, that in. Can you drop us a bum, 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 I got a, I, man, I've been trying to find uh, that, that sound bite for like the longest time. 
I can't find it nowhere. So once I find it, though, I'm going to drop it in. Okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, Mike, you yes. know, you are my little brother, P's big brother. You are our firstborn brother. And we, you know, man, if we started talking stories, we would be on this. <laughs> That is his own episode. We've been on this podcast for a long time, but we know you um, in the capacity of our brother, but we don't know you in the capacity of a father. You know, we see you as a father and we just really adore your fatherhoodship, if that's even a word. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Your, your fathering. <laughs> your, your, fathering. Your, your dad skills. Yes. Like you, you are an amazing father. And when we were talking about doing this episode, one of the reasons why we wanted to uh, bring it up is because there's so many stereotypes about Black men not being in their children's life. And in my circle of influence or sphere, every Black man that I know that has children, they are a very active father. So besides, you know, you being a father, um, tell the listeners a little bit more about you. I know you ain't the braggy type. You don't like to, <laughs> you know, get on your pedestal, but we just tell, tell them more about you. Uh, well, I am, uh, a man. I'm just a regular guy. Uh, a father, um, a student. I'm in school. <laughs> um just a regular guy just trying to live life um and uh enjoy all that life has for me um that's pretty much it man i'm just a i'm just a dad and a single dad listen the application project pro, uh, <laughs> process do you guys really want to go through it? <laughs> All I'm saying is if I have to m miss a couple of therapy appointments to wake up crazy, Nicole, you know, just to regulate, um, I don't got a problem with that. You know, so. oh, no, but anyways, I'm just, I'm just a dad, uh, just trying to enjoy life. Uh, I'm a, a father, a son, a brother, uh, a friend uh, to many, um, a creative person. Uh, just, I mean, I'm just me down to very introverted, uh, very down to earth. Um, yeah, that's about it, man. That's me. Yeah, man. I mean, like, <laughs> we love you. We always joke, like he's the coolest of the kids, even though he, um, like so introverted, we always are like, dang, Mike is so cool. Like with his <laughs> and it's like Superman shirts. Like he's so cool. <laughs> he's so cool. It's like, I don't because you are you're just so cool like you're just so easy to love and you're so accepting of all of us and just you're you're just you love and so that makes you cool i think your superman shirts and your nerdy socks and stuff is cool <laughs> yeah i'm a huge i'm a, you know, <laughs> I'm a huge nerd i'm a huge nerd <laughs> um but i think uh i'm just myself i'm i'm authentic like you know that's what this show is about anyway yeah. Um, but I'm just authentic. I am who I am and I don't apologize. So, um, appreciate that guys. 
Yeah, so I know praise him. God is so wait a minute for the father of all fathers. Hey, hey, the man, we could go to church today, but we not. We're gonna just stick to the script. So we might you know how we have our undercover Bible studies. We be All having some undercover Bible study. You think you're going to a family function? You go in the church every time, every time. <laughs> Man, so so you far can't I, say I don't go to church because I do. I go to all the family functions. Nigga. <laughs> <laughs> You guys are going to get another side of Tuesdays with Tiffany that you typically don't do. Uh, but this, like Mike said, this is us, like authentically us. Um, all of us have kind of like contagious personalities. And it's, it's, I think the reason why we have these big contagious personalities is because we are truly transparent. We are authentic. And that's what people want, like in this world. And we right? don't apologize. We don't apologize for who we are. Like, take it or leave it. Like it, is, leave it, whatever. It is what it Anymore. is. And, and maybe we're going to have to talk to God about that later. But on this earth, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm you well God, when I get there. on the topic and take it or leave it. Too. I'm gonna improve. You ain't gonna be sitting on the throne next to Jesus, so you can. <laughs> I mean, but God knows, like He knows who we are. Yeah. So yeah. I mean, it is what it is. I don't, to be honest, I don't, I don't give a damn what anybody think. I'm gonna gang, just be gang. me. Gang, <laughs> gang, gang. And that's just what it is. I'm not, sorry for your uh, Christian listeners and uh, those who have known me in that previous circle that I was in. Uh, there might be some things I might say that might shock you. Just disclaimer. <laughs> if they could tolerate me every week, I think you're going to be all right. Uh, but you know, I, I think what people, because we do have a lot of listeners that do know you personally, and there was a version of you that people <clears throat> may have known. And, and, you know, we have a script that we, we gonna, but we gonna let the Lord use us because Amen. I feel like he's taking us somewhere. So before we even get into these questions and we may even just get, you know, we might not even go get to the questions. Mike, share with us a little bit, like just of your journey of, of your journey of life and however you yeah. want to share that, um, yeah. you know, we, we want to give you the space and the opportunity because we are honoring fathers. And I know for what I know for sure is women, we talk too doggone much and we don't <laughs> give men the opportunity to share their hearts because we're always interjecting. So me and P go on hush and we just want you to kind of share the transition. You mentioned, you know, your previous life and who you were, you know, probably five years ago, three years ago, four years ago, and where you're at today. Yeah. Um, well, um, well, as you guys know, you guys were there. Uh, we grew up in church. Oh, <laughs> 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 uh, and uh, but uh, you know, older, I uh, was married, had a family. Well, I still have a family, but um lived in a two-parent home with my children um got um a divorce um successfully and, completed a relationship oh yeah, yeah i forgot i forgot that's the term successfully completed my relationship 
And, um, but during that time, I um, was uh, dealing with, uh, I realized that I um, have been battling with depression uh, basically all my life. Um, yeah. And I finally, during that time of completing my relationship, I realized that. Um, and um, so I was going through the process of healing as far as that is concerned on top of uh, going through a divorce. And so <laughs> it was just a lot to unpack. It was yeah. a lot um, of emotion, of things that I uh, suppressed. Um, I was uh, suicidal, uh, um, attempted multiple times, but, you know, thanks be to God. God is good. Um, Praise the Lord. Um, so just dealing with that, um, with the therapy and counseling and, and all that stuff. And so um, because of that, um, because one... Um, I think uh, I was in a, in a place where um, one, I, there's no formula to this thing called life. Um, but I, I believe uh, a lot of times within uh, Christianity, um, they try to uh, present to you this formula. Like you do this, cause I did everything right. Like I, you know, I bore me's girl, Mary you know, have children, be faithful and, you know, all that. Um, so I did everything right. So I couldn't comprehend why, you know, I'm not divorced or why am I divorced or completing my relationship? <laughs> uh, and so um, because of that, um, it caused me to look at life uh, in a totally complete different way. Um, just look at how, you know, what do I believe? What do, um, how do I parent? Yeah. How, how do, um, um, how do I feel about religion? Uh, it caused me to look at everything um, up to like the point and, um, and to start living according to what I honestly believe and to make some changes because, yeah. uh, you know, I'm, I'm not a perfect person. So um, it caused me to look at everything. I tore down everything I knew up to that point and just start, started to, to rebuild um, as far as, um, you know, what do I believe, what, uh, how do I parent, like I said, um, what type of uh, woman would I like or, or, or that I desire? Um, what type of person do I want to be? So I just uh, just looked at everything, and um, you know I'm still uh, to a degree in that process. Uh, but for the most part, just um, I believe I'm more true to who I am, and um, yeah, that's just where I'm at right now. Yeah, that's amazing. It it really is, and thank you for for sharing that transparency because. Um, <clears throat> Uh, the circle that we kind of grew up in is is rather small. You know, if you mm -hmm. know one church person that in the denomination that we grew <laughs> up in, you kind of know all of them, right? All and, of them. Yeah. Yeah. And although everybody may not know you personally, we know that people talk and we know that things. And the great thing about all of this is 
I think it's not, I think it's because of the, our parents' divorce and the way things were kind of like really messy and hurtful. Mm-hmm. We have all been able to um, love and respect our ex-spouses and our children's parents. So mm-hmm. despite the, the um, and I can't speak for you, but this, but I'm going to because I'm, (laughs) (laughs) but despite uh, maybe some of the rumors that people have heard, there's like no bad blood. Like you and our sister-in-law is still very much great co-parents for your children. And it doesn't have to be, you know, I I wanted us to take the time to kind of debunk some of the myths that when two people divorce and they go their certain their separate ways that there has to be like this ugly fallout in this like it doesn't have to be this resent it doesn't have to be this resentment like you can every relationship has the ability to teach you what you need to know about life like mike you so eloquently shared about that journey and how deep and dark it was actually for you but how healing it was too. Like a lot of the times God breaks us all the way down to bare bone. Yeah, absolutely. Especially people like us who were in fact indoctrinated. So we think, okay, okay, we're going to do this and then this and we add this to it and that's always going to equal this perfect life. And so it's like you almost have to break down all of that to to develop your own sincere uh, relationship with God about who he desires you to be, imperfections and all. Like, especially because a lot of the times in these circles, we are expected to be these perfect people. Like, you know, and we got, you know, our skirt is all the way down to our ankles. We measure it, (laughs) you know, like, you know, you can't, like, it's all this pressure to be this version of what people expect you to be. But it's so weird because nobody is the version of what, people expect them to be in these circles. Yeah, I I uh I agree. Um to to answer um Mika your question, uh yeah, like there's no like I, I've known my uh ex spouse since I was eleven years old. Like it's you know all my life. So there's there's not gonna be I don't have no hatred towards her uh at all. Um like we, we co parent very well. Um, and there doesn't need to be any hatred or any, like that to me, if you, you know, granted, like your ex spouse or partner or whatever was like a murderer or something like that, <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? But like, if you, if you genuinely loved them while you were in a relationship, why, uh, did that change? Because, you know, your relationship was concluded. Like to me, that shows that your your love for them was not genuine it was just it was just uh it was you had an ulterior motive or you um was trying to only with them to gain something Uh, but if you truly love someone um anything they do right even if it like you know to a degree even if it hurts you um that love for that person uh it won't die it might change right because there are different types of love but um you being genuinely concerned uh and and loving them as a person as a human being it doesn't change and so um 
I, I believe, uh, yeah, like we, we co-parent very well. There's no like beef or nothing. Like we get along. I get along with her family. I love her family. They're still my family. Like we still talk um, like on the phone and stuff like that. So like, yeah, there's no beef there at all. I'm, I'm not present in, um, in the capacity I was like, you know, I was a former minister and stuff like that. But um, like family functions and stuff like that. Yeah. I'm around. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that hasn't cool. changed. You, you know, you you hit on something, Mike, and it it kind. I, I want to explore um, this concept of religion because God, and this is a Father's Day <laughs> episode. Yeah, <I> know. <laughs> but he is the father. He is the father. <laughs> I don't think we could we, we could like talk about fathers without bringing in like our spiritual components of everything. So you talked about this, um, like this religion or this like the spiritual aspect of you or this religious aspect of you. I want you to kind of ex- explain that and, and expound on that um, because people may see who you are now and they will have their own judgments. Of, oh, of course. Right. You know, and, and the reason why I wanted to bring that up is because you were talking about how your love for your ex-spouse has changed. And I believe that when we go through life events, right. Yeah. Um, our relationship with God changes. Yeah, and yeah. sometimes for the better, sometimes for the worse. But I want you to have the opportunity, if you want to have the no, opportunity absolutely. to um, explain your like current relationship with the father. Yeah, yeah, with God. The ultimate God. father. <laughs> God, the no, um, no, I, I, um, yeah, people, um, because I was a minister and I was very, um, I was a very, uh, not to, because I'm not an arrogant person, or not to be arrogant or nothing like that. Uh, but I was very prominent. Um, and so, um, I mean, people see me now, I got a nose ring, I got tattoos. Um, so they're like, oh, that nigga in sin. Like, no, I ain't. <laughs> like, that nigga in sin. He, he going to hell, he in sin. And I'm like, dude, like, okay. Like, um, but as far as me and God, like, I, I still... Like I still believe um uh Jesus is Lord in Christ. Like I I I I still believe that. I uh I read my Bible every day, I pray every day. Um, but the uh as far as um organized or uh, American westernized Christianity, um I don't necessarily um agree with uh the traditions of it, if you can mm-hmm. say that. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of uh, things that um, American Christianity um, that they um, they practice that's not necessarily Christianity. And from, uh, in my opinion, <clears throat> I I can't be a part of something that um, that I think is not uh, authentic enough. It's just. I think it's a lot of control. I think there's a lot of um uh <laughs> a lot of control, a lot of um biases, a lot of traditions of men. So I had to me personally, I had to look at uh you know, just certain doctrinal practices um and uh decide if I believe in them or not. Decide if um um if I thought they were true or not, um, there were cer- certain things that I definitely thought was legalism. Um, and I think I felt this way for a while. 
Um, but um, you know, I'm not saying anybody anybody who uh who is a part of organized religion or anything like that is bad. I don't I don't say it. I don't believe it's bad. Uh, but I do believe there's a uh, you know a cup of tea for everyone. And so um, because I was in that in that uh in that position in that relationship. I, um, you know, uh, aligned myself to it. And there are a lot of things I learned. Um, there's a lot of things um, that uh, I still hold on to to this day. Um, but there are a lot of uh, some some things that, you know, I just I don't believe in. And so I had to uh, look at those things and just make my decisions on those. But, I, I, you know, I still believe in God. Like, I, I still believe God exists. I, I still believe that Jesus died for my sins. Now, do I believe that I'm gonna go to hell because I got a tattoo and a nose ring? No, I don't. Do I do I believe that um, if I have some wine, I'm gonna go to hell? No, I don't. Do I believe that uh, gay people are going to hell? No, I don't. So um, talk about know. it. <laughs> so it's just certain things I had to. I looked at for myself, and um, you know, just made those decisions. You know, as you were talking, um, it made me think of the when we were little, uh, because I was just thinking about like religion and God and, and relationships, right? So when we were little, uh, talking about the baptismal pool. <laughs> <laughs> That's a real good story, but I'm um, no, when we were little, like we were our our dad that was the guest last week was very, very strict, right? He was very, very, a very strict uh, father. And I'm grateful for that. You know, we were in a group chat earlier talking yeah. about how grateful we are of how he raised us. Um, but one of the things is we were not allowed to play video games like during oh, yeah. the week. So what we would do, and it was normally me, like I would make the little siblings like look at Minions. Minions. I would, I would make them like look out the window, like if I was on the phone, and then they would be like, Dad is coming down. And then I would hang up. Or like if Mike or Darius was playing video games, we would look out for them and then be like, turn it off, turn it off. You know, and that is kind of how my God, see, that is kind of how religion has us. When we yeah. think God's not watching, or to keep it 100, when we think the pastor's not watching, we, nice. we're reckless and nice. we do yeah. all this reckless behavior but then when we're in the present which is why i think the corona i mean I, it's not the only reason why the coronavirus happened but i think it's one of the reasons because god had to get us out of our comfort zone and get us out of those four walls to see who was really down for him look look listen listen i've had individuals tell me um you know they use that scripture um gather yourself more so together as you see you know the day approaching right because i don't i don't attend church i haven't attended church, uh, a building in about uh a year or so <clears throat> and so but what's interesting to me is um since this corona happened all of a sudden these churches are so adaptable and they don't ha they don't have they don't uh have churches in a building but they're so adaptable to have to have churches uh, on live stream now if if i'm in sin because i don't attend a, a church building how are you exempt from the same sin that you accuse me of just because a virus is is going on well well i mean it's it's valid but it's it's like i was saying we there is a huge 
difference between rate relationship and, and religion. And I know for most of the listeners, you guys already get this, but stop being like the little kids looking out the window, waiting for daddy to get home. Like have a real relationship. If you go, the one thing, my dad said something last week about our grandfather. Our grandfather was a man of God. He was a preacher. And I'll never forget when he would preach, he would always say like, don't, don't tiptoe in this thing like either be in it or out of it nice. if you don't if you gonna go to hell go in a ferrari and gasoline draws draws that's what he nice. would say you know and and that's one thing that i honor about you mike like you are living your truth and even when you were in you know um the organized religion you did it with your whole heart like i've never seen you do anything um half-heartedly and that's that's one of the things that i can say i appreciate about you yeah, appreciate it, man. I just try to, I mean, I don't, I'm not, I just try to live authentic, man. Let's know I'm grown. Like, <laughs> why well, I got to lie for or try to impress anybody. Like, like nobody woke me up. No human being woke me up. No human being uh, has power over my soul. So I, I don't feel fear, no human being. So like, why do I need to try to impress or um be halfway with with anything like i'm gonna i'm gonna be myself um and i think i am myself more so now like even you know from previous years that's such a blessing because so many people walk around being the version like and i don't know who tells like who who tells people like this is who you are or this it, is who you it, need it's to just be, it's just fear. It's fear because people are afraid of not being accepted. Yeah. People are afraid of um, being talked about or whatever. And so because of fear, they just, uh, they fit in instead of trying to, instead of being accepted, they, yeah. they, try, to, they try to fit in. And, and, you know, I just want to take it a little bit further because that's not, I don't think that it's um, only um fear that others project on our um like i don't think it's just like the personal fear right but yeah. i think it's the fear that others project because Correct. um we are uh tribal we're communal like yeah. by nature the way god has created us and i feel like when you go outside of the box like so when you decide i'm not doing organized religion anymore or when you decide no Black lives do matter. And I'm about to get out here and protest. And I don't care if nobody is with me, you know, or when you decide, you know, you being a white person and you decide I'm going to stand up to these. And like any, any time you leave the, um, the tribe, whatever mm -hmm. that tribe is, right. People have like a legitimate fear that you're going to die because they, there's safety within community, yeah. right. Yeah. There's safety within tribes. So I don't, sometimes I think it's not even like malicious, but it's people wanting to protect you. And, yeah. and think of this, like when you have your whole life lived with certain constructs and then yeah. all of a sudden you decide to push against those constructs, that's scary as double H Hell. Hell. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's scary you know mm -hmm. yeah, yeah so, all right so you guys basically just got a sneak peek into all of our family gatherings um i guess what we'll move away from the undercover uh bible study and we'll jump <laughs> into 
these questions. But before we trans, um, transition, Mike, I just wanted to thank you for your honesty, for your transparency. Um, you know, we are all on this journey of life and, and sometimes we're taking different paths, but I think the key is that we honor and respect each other on the journey that we're all taking. Yeah, so, absolutely. I agree. Yeah, yeah. So the first question is, what is the biggest problem you feel like you faced being a Black father in America uh, just trying to raise children? Uh, I think the problem is that uh, society, they don't think we exist. Um, they don't think Black fathers exist. Uh, if uh, um, you know, they just think that black men just impregnate women and and then just abandon their children. Um, or if they are around, they don't help financially or they don't help uh, as far as time is concerned. So they uh, they think we don't exist. There's no you know such thing as a black father. Um, there's many children that you might know or might have heard of. Uh, you know, they get made fun of that's a stereotype like you ain't they don't have daddies and all that stuff um or their daddies in jail or whatever you know what other circumstance yeah I, you know i was um, um but so they think don't exist but um yeah we do so i think that's probably the the biggest the biggest issue or problem absolutely you know i was talking to dad um last week and he was he said that he remembers one of the first like fights he got into was this kid I think he said he was like in first or second grade and the kid said um you know why all black people call each other brother is because yeah, yeah the joke yeah. yeah you know like they don't know and so a lot of times we laugh at this stuff and we just kind of but I think we have a responsibility as a society to debunk these myths because my circle as I mentioned all the fathers I know they in their children's lives so we have a responsibility to not you know it's the same thing as any other joke any other racial joke or, or um, jokes about women or jokes about, you know that we find distasteful we have to stand up and not just like laugh at them you know because it's not reality it's a myth yeah yeah stereotype stereotype yeah so uh, the next question is, okay, so what do you wish <laughs> <laughs> Black women knew about just being a man, and especially in our uh, world today? Like, what do you wish Black women knew about Black men? Um, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I mean that we're for one that we're on the same side. Uh, you know, there's a lot of uh, gender wars uh, that are going on, black men against um, black women and black women against black men. I think any because you will hear things like men are trash or men are this and women are this. Um, and if we're honest, like any of that type of rhetoric is. Uh, is in support of white supremacy because those are the same things that they say about us. And uh, by regurgitating those things, we're just agents or adjacent 
to what they're the vernacular and the things that they speak about. Just we need to unite and come together. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, I think that's what I would say. Like, yeah, as a black yeah. man, um, just that. Go ahead. No, I was just gonna say that's that's really good because um, there's been so you know this since all of this has happened. I so been- January. <laughs> really looking um into the people that i quote unquote consider friends and this is via social media this is you know real life because people that perpetuate those stereotypes and and continue with that rhetoric i don't need them in my life because that you know those are word curses when we we say those types of things like you said we're and I've never heard it that way, but I totally agree. That's white supremacy. We are we are um, pushing their agenda. So Correct. we have to make sure that we're uplifting one another and not um, divide. Now, we know that this is years of um, systematic racism. You know, it's generations mm-hmm. deep. It's, mm-hmm. you know, um, since we landed on these shores in um, 1619, that was the the primary goal was to separate, divide and conquer. Um, And it's been successful, but now we have a responsibility to continue to rebuild one another up. So I agree with you, you know, not just because you my blood brother, but because you my brother, (laughs) black fist up. (laughs) (laughs) And so how did you um, transition from being this, this is a very interesting question. How did you transition from being married to being fa- uh, a single father, and and what does that kind of look like for you, like now, present day? Uh, yeah. So, um, it was it was hard and it was different. Um, you know, I was dealing with all these emotions at once. Um, I was uh, very su- su- suicidal. I attempted several times. Um, and, um, so I had to deal with that. I went to counseling. I went to, um, you know, counseling therapy, um, you know, the doctor found out like why or what I can do. Cause I didn't want to take medicine or nothing like that. So I dealt with that, like my uh, mental state. Um, and then, um, just really dealing with my emotions, like getting used to, um, I had real bad separation anxiety. So I would um like when I uh when I would go uh, to sleep because I was used to having somebody next to me. So because of that, uh I wouldn't go to sleep. I would just stay up for like twenty four hours mm. or I'll uh I'll go to sleep an hour before I have to go to work. Mm. Um stuff like that. Um uh, just to try to, because I was just, I had so much, like, like, I didn't like the feeling of the, um, I guess the loneliness. Yeah. Just being in my bed. Um, so like little things, like little intimate, uh, things that you don't, that you take for granted and you don't realize, um, once you're in a relationship, um, and then when they're removed, like I had to deal with all that. Um, I had to learn. There's certain things I had to learn because uh, my ex-spouse was. Uh, she did all those things like cooking, so I had to learn how to cook. <laughs> um, 
like cook me myself meals, which I'm, you know, I'm self-sufficient now, but uh, a lot of these things was hard transitionally. Um, but now I'm good. Like this is the, like, this is the first time ever in life that I've lived alone. I've never lived alone. Um, and you know, I love it. Like, this is like incredible. Like, this is like, I should have been done this. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, uh, yeah, I'm living, a, I like adjusted fine. Um, no, I'm living, uh, there's certain things I miss, like coming home and seeing my, uh, you know, children, but, um, yeah, like, I love it. I, like, like I said, I'm self-sufficient. I go to grocery store. Like I live life like regularly. Like I cook my own meals. I pay my own bills. Um, I do what I want. Um, and you know, I take care of my children when, you know, when I have them on the designated days and all those, uh, and all that. But, um, yeah, it's, it's good, man. Like it's, it was a hard transition. Um, I had to look at not just how, um, I looked at a lot of things in my life, how I did things, like how I parent, how, uh, what I believe in, um, what I want and do I, do, do I want a partner in the future? If I do, what type of partner do I want? Um, things of, the, of that nature. And I tore all the things that I knew, tore them all down and then basically just started fresh. Um, I considered this, like this, like that, that time in my life, like a reset button, mm. um, with just with my life. You know what I mean? Like I just started over. I'm in school now. You know what I mean? Like I'm doing things that I wanted to do that, um, you know, things that you just put off or that you don't do because of other circumstances. And, um, yeah, like I'm living, like I'm good. I'm that, a bachelor, you know? Yeah. <laughs> that, that, that. <laughs> analogy with um uh-oh with uh-oh okay there we go there's like this analogy with a seed you know when a seed um grows to its full potential before it does that it, it has to die so mm. I, i'm grateful that you went through kind of like that rebirthing process and there were some some old like things that had to die like they just had to die in your life for yeah. you to the man that you are today because watching you with your kids like man you're you're dope like you're an amazing father you're an amazing brother you're an amazing friend and I'm so glad that um you didn't successfully complete that those suicides because the world needs you you know you're a very intro um uh, you're a very important I ain't gonna say no words I can't <laughs> <laughs> Spell it. <laughs> Spell it. <laughs> you are a very important part of, you know, uh, my our family, um, your your kids' mm -hmm. family, and you know, it, it. Thank you, like, thank you for your transparency because I'm sure that there's people listening that have these same human emotions. Because if we keep it mm -hmm. one hundred, suicide is a human emotion that everybody at some point in their in their life. They have that fleeting thought, you know, it's when it becomes like an option mm -hmm. is when we need to seek help. And, you know, here at Tuesday with Tamika, we hashtag therapy, go, it works. So mm -hmm. uh, thank you for sharing that because a lot of times another stereotype is just women commit suicide or just women have these thoughts. But I think it's very mm -hmm. important that you're shedding light on depression and men, depression and black men. 
Yeah, it, it's there's a uh, there's if you you know Google uh, a lot of men the suicide rate in in, in men is very high, especially uh, after divorce. Like yeah. a lot of men just commit suicide be, because of that, and so um, or successfully completing their relationships. <laughs> uh, so uh, <laughs> no, I'm 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 very thankful uh, to God. You know, Gabe was just God, you know, honestly, uh, why those things wasn't successful, those attempts. Um, but, yeah, it's very prevalent. And you're not weak, dude. Like, you're not weak uh, for going to therapy, for getting counseling. You're not weak um, for doing those things. Like, if you need help, like, seek help. Like, yeah. it, it definitely works. Yeah. Man, thank you for sharing that. So moving on to something a little bit lighter, um, <laughs> if, you, <laughs> if you were to um, think about like one memory that you have with your kids that like, like when you think of this or when you, you know, you have this thought like that flutters through your brain and just gives you joy, what would that be? Like share with the TWT audience, like just you know, because again, we debunk in myths around here and they say fathers mm -hmm. are not present. So what is one memory that you have? And I know you have four children. So let's say collectively, mm -hmm. like a memory that you have collectively with your children. Okay, let's do that. Because I have a lot of individual memories. Um, I would say, so when I, uh, when I was in a relationship, I lived in a three-story, or, or not three-story. I ain't rich, nigga. <laughs> <laughs> uh three bedroom house and uh so i had to downsize um uh, and i i currently live in a studio and so uh i was embarrassed because i think i think my kids deserve the best like they're the best children ever and uh to me this was like below standard uh below standard to them uh and so um they all came over um you know, I was kind of like, okay, guys, trying to prep them. Okay, guys, like, this is what I, this is where I'm at. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and uh, they came in and they were like, oh, dad, this is so cool, man. This is the coolest place. I love this place. It's just all of us together. And uh, we're just going to be together in this one spot. And and it was just encouraging um, to know, like, you know, it don't matter, like, where, you know, where I'm at. Like, you know, to an extent, but, um, you know, they just want to be, it, it, I, I matter, you know what I mean? It's, I matter. It's not, you know, where I'm at, if I have the biggest house, the smallest place, they just, uh, their love and their, um, you know, how they feel about me is what's important. And it was, it was encouraging. It was, um, uh, strengthening and, you know, I wasn't embarrassed anymore, so. Oh, that's to my Shout out to my nieces. <laughs> that's dope. Yeah, so, you know, Mike, I just want to thank you. I want to thank you for your transparency. I want to thank you for just coming on and sharing. I know you don't like to uh, get <laughs> type of recognition, but he is definitely the man behind Tuesday with Tamika. He's created all the transitions. And the, um, him and another one of our good brothers that is an active father created the Tuesday. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's his voice. Uh, he actually is the vocals on that. So I just 
I want to thank you for your time. I want to thank you for, you know, being transparent, being authentic. That That's something that we just, we just are like, as yeah. you know, that's the way our father raised us. Um, so as we close out and we transition into our last segment, which is our community spotlight. It's us, the community. I have the honor and the privilege of highlighting my husband's company, Vision Concrete and Construction, where their tagline is, they turn your vision into reality. Yes. (laughs) So my husband, Paul Thomas, he has been in business for over 20 years. He beat the recession, you know, of 2008. And he is his own contractor. He is a contractor of his own construction company. He can do total remodels. He can do, basically, you give him your vision. He'll build a house. He can build a house from top to bottom. (laughs) Your vision, and he he just does it. And it's his passion. It's his, you know, God has truly gifted him. And as he, you know, he's a man of God. So as he works, um, his spirit and his, you know, he's, he's a very... Uh, soft-spoken man and all of that is put into his work like his his whole um, personality and his whole spirit and presence so shout out to my boo or whatever to my husband (laughs) (laughs) out here Um, so that is our community spotlight we'll make sure to leave his information actually if y'all if you need him, just DM me because <laughs> <laughs> if you try to get some work done, DM me. Um, but um, I just want to thank you, Mike. As we wrap up this week, I want you to close us out. I want you to give the brothers that are listening. A lot of times we speak to our female audience, but I want you to close us out and give the brothers some words of wisdom. And that's how we go end this episode. Okay. Uh... <laughs> all right to any uh i don't know how many guys you have that do listen or any any men or whatever um but just, just be encouraged man um i know it might be hard in life uh we're not always the uh uh the most vocal uh with our emotions or how we're feeling um you know i would advise that you link up with a guy someone you trust uh, a mentor or something like that uh, and and have regular conversations on how you're feeling um you know what you're going through questions concerns about like life or whatever and um because it's healthy to have those type of dialogues so um just be encouraged be strengthened um encourage, uh, uh love your children love god and love people and that's yes. Oh man. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, you guys. So thank you so much. Continue to lift as you climb, continue to live a life to inspire and not impress. And like we say all, all every single week, we love y'all. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.